Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with groom Mike Henshaw about the amazing surprises that he planned for his wife on the anniversary of their Walt Disney World wedding. And I know that for a lot of us, whether we've honeymooned at Walt Disney World or we got married there or we just love to spend time there, it can be extra special to spend an anniversary at Walt Disney World. And so I thought Mike had some great ideas to share with you if you were thinking about planning your own surprises for your anniversary. Welcome, Mike. Hi, how's it going? Great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Can you first tell my listeners a little bit about your Disney wedding? I always joked it was always it was my wife's wedding and it was it was a surprise party for me. I was as involved as much as I could be, but I really I, I was good. I was very helpful when it came to picking the food and the cake, but I really struggled heavily with the uh, some of the decorations and stuff when my wife can tell you in detail about everything, but all I know is it was really happy day we got married at so it was at the wedding pavilion at disney world we we stayed at the grand floridian and the reception was at the grand floridian as well so it was the full disney fairy tale wedding and it was one of the happiest days of my life for definite that's great and now you had planned a surprise for your wife at your wedding reception is that right I think it went well, but um, we planned to have these wedding, these confetti cannons. So we had one confetti cannon planned. But what I planned on doing was um, singing to my wife, which, if you've ever heard me sing, is a very, very horrible ordeal. So <laughs> I probably had about six to eight weeks worth of um, singing lessons before the wedding. And I don't think the lessons helped in any kind of way. It gave me the confidence to stand up there and do it. So I guess that was good because... No one wants a drunk groom, and that was probably the only other way I would do it. So I sang to my wife, and then the first song I sang was Whole New World by, you know, from Aladdin. And then the second one was I Love You, Baby. And then I'd actually gone, got a second confetti cannon hidden on the other side of the stage. So I'd arrange with all my groomsmen to come out on the dance floor and join in, join the chorus and everything. So it worked very well that we had we managed to get everyone on the dance floor singing and joining in and the confetti cannon went off and then the dj you know started putting the dancing music on so it went from being a you know end of the speeches it's all you know kind and romantic and everything to let's get the party started and it it, it went really well that's awesome that's really cool so it sounds like you really like to do surprises because for your is it your second anniversary you planned this surprise yeah, second anniversary. Our um, our son was born 23 days right before our first anniversary. So I wanted to do something special for our first anniversary, but we were both so exhausted and tired that we just went to a small local restaurant and ate and went home again and went to bed about 7 p.m. It was actually a very good night because we got to sleep, but <laughs> it wasn't what you, it wasn't a hallmark anniversary by any stretch. <laughs> well, it sounds like you made up for it on your second anniversary. Maybe you can just go ahead and tell my listeners 
all of the surprises that you had for your wife, and then we'll talk about what you did to plan all of this. The morning started off. So to start off with, we got a um, hey, we had breakfast at 1900 Park Fair, which is the Mary Poppins, Alice in Wonderland, and the Mad Hatter, which is fun when you're English and drinking tea. The, the character breakfast at the uh, the Grand Floridian, which I don't know if any of your listeners have ever been there, but the fact that they do a lobster bisque, eggs Benedict, Whoa. oh, it, oh, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it really is. I just I feel really full from thinking about it. <laughs> So we had breakfast there, which and that's actually something my wife took me there for my birthday once. So that was just a, you know, she didn't think much to it. Um, and she thought uh, there was a, there's a hotel in downtown Orlando that we'd stayed at a couple of times before when we were first dating. So she thought we'd be going there. So after breakfast, I walked over to the, um, the concierge level check-in desk and, you know, we're just nonchalantly walking over there. So I said, well, let's go talk to them. Let's, you know, just out of curiosity, let's see how much a hotel room costs. We walked over and they, they asked, oh, how, you know, can we help you? I said, yes, checking in Mr. and Mrs. Henshaw. And so my wife's jaw dropped. Hmm. And then, you know, oh, yeah, we've got your room ready right now, Mr. and Mrs. Henshaw. And then they handed over our anniversary pins or buttons. And then they said, oh, yeah, well, this uh, gent, Barry, will uh, escort you upstairs to the concierge level. And we stayed concierge level on our wedding night. And my wife's not stopped talking about the Grand Floridian concierge level since that day. So. I actually had a tissue ready in my pocket for her because she started to get a little emotional. <laughs> uh, so we went upstairs, you know, he took us upstairs and showed us around the amenities and the facilities up there. And then after, and then actually said, sorry, your room's not quite ready yet, but, you know, if you want to come back in a couple of hours, we'll send you a, I'll give you a call when the room's ready. So we went for a short walk around Disney property. So we walked from the Grand Floridian down towards the um, like the Polynesian, walking along the beach area there. And then on the way back, I took a wrong turning, walked past this, um, looked like a gymnasium or fitness center, spa kind of thing. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. So I went in and opened the door and my wife was looking a bit embarrassed about me opening random doors. And so she followed me in. And there's two ladies at the reception desk at the, and they went, oh, welcome to Census Spa and Resort. Uh, how can we help you? So my wife turns around, oh, I'm sorry, we're, um, we were just looking. And I said, oh, Samantha Hench, your appointment for 11.30. So again, the jaw dropped. And so <laughs> she had a head-to-toe special. And actually I'd booked her in for um, a full body massage and the, the full spa experience, but we're, she – and um, we're expecting our second child on May 18th. So she wasn't she wasn't through her first trimester yet, so she couldn't have a prenatal massage. It had to be a, basically a manicure, pedicure, facial kind of thing. So judging by how she was afterwards, she was totally relaxed. She loved every second of it. So I'm very happy about that. So I owe one for next year, I guess, a full massage. And actually, that wasn't, an, that wasn't part of our anniversary. That was just a, a Mother's Day present. So that was that was from that was from our little baby boy. Um, I just couldn't, unfortunately, you know, when it was Mother's Day, I just we weren't in a situation where I could go and get her, get her what I wanted to. So I had it in my mind then that I would wait until our anniversary because I knew where we'd be staying. So I thought Disney senses spa at the Grand Floridian should hopefully try and make up for it. So I think it did. She was going for a manicure pedicure, so I went and at that point the room was ready. So I went and. Uh, checked into the room, got my bathing suit, bought a beer and sat by the pool and fell asleep for a couple of hours, which was really nice. <laughs> uh, and then 
went, went basically went ahead and picked her up when she was uh, when she was done, and then went to pick her up. And because she'd had the facial, she was worrying about her hair, and I've got to wash my hair. It's like, no, let's just go back to the hotel. Well, okay, but I need to wash my hair. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, we'll worry about it when we get back to the hotel. Because when we got to the hotel, the um, Elena from Butte Especial, who did her hair and makeup on her wedding day, was waiting for us and followed us to the room and went ahead and did her, took care of her hair and makeup for her before dinner. So that was the other part of the surprise, that she didn't have to worry about washing her hair. Someone was taking care of it all for her and everything. So that was... And a couple of hours of um, you know of you know of all that stuff. I, I kind of lost track of that. I was reading a book. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So then, and then when uh, when that was about done, we had Regina Hyman, who was um, definitely the best photographer you could ever wish to meet. I mean, she's absolutely amazing. We had. I'm going to go off track a little bit here, but on our wedding day, we used a uh, a videographer from Daytona Beach, where we live, rather than using Disney videograph- videography because theirs was just the price difference was extreme and the videographer we got really missed a lot. It was really not a great job, but the photos that we got from Regina, we don't watch the video because I think partly because it's kind of depressing how bad some of the quality is and how much they missed. But the photos that Regina did are so perfect. She was there waiting for us. So I went and um, basically went downstairs to meet her, brought her upstairs while um, my wife was actually putting a dress on in the bathroom, so I helped to put the dress on, and she came out, and Regina was there taking photos. So we went and did a, you know, a small little tour around the Grand Floridian area, taking photos. So we caught a lot of the photos that we had on our wedding day. We, we took again on our second anniversary, and uh, we got some amazing pictures. We really did. It was funny. We got one picture in particular was. Uh, outside the wedding pavilion and Regina wanted to get a picture when the monorail was going past and she's there testing the light and everything like that and then we heard a monorail so my wife and I are posing kissing and we turn up and basically get it and she looks up from uh, fumbling frantically in a bag to try and find the right flash setting and didn't have it and we must have been a nine minute wait for the monorail I've never <laughs> between the next one coming past so uh, it's never happened before I don't think and then after that we went for um so we finished with that and then just hung out at the concierge level at Grand Floridian, which is, again, really relaxing, really great, and then just waited because we had dinner at the uh, Victorian Albert, which is the restaurant at the Grand Floridian, and it is as good as everybody says. It's an amazing experience. Not one. It's definitely a special occasion experience. I don't know anyone, at least no one no one I know personally has got the kind of budget to go there every week, but it's definitely a item that should be on every person's bucket list, I think. That's wonderful. It sounds like an amazing day. Now I have to know how hard was it to plan all this on the sly? Um, it wasn't too bad, mainly because when we got married, you know, I was quite happy to be honest to let my you know wife had been thinking about her wedding day for years. We when we first met we were talking about having a Disney wedding. So, you know, when it's three years later, we were in her head. She knew exactly what she wanted, how she wanted it. She'd spend so much time on all these Disney blogs and boards and everything else. And, you know, it was great letting her control of that. And so I told her that I'll pick the honeymoon. So I actually, and she was okay with that. I think part of the reason she was okay with it was that I flat out told her, look, I know damn well that, 
the honeymoon is the last chance I've got to make a decision on my own. So I'm going to make it now. <laughs> so, so I think she was quite okay with that compromise. So we, um, I went and booked the honeymoon and we, we went to Hawaii and then Disneyland in California on the way back. We had a quick stopover in California on the way back from Hawaii to Florida. So I think after that honeymoon, she trusted me a little bit. So when I told her that I was, I told her on our first anniversary that not to do anything for the second anniversary, that I'm planning something. It wasn't really on her radar, I don't think, to really think too much into it. And then I was able to take care of most of it at work. Knowing that the um, from looking online and stuff, uh, the Victoria and Albert, you know, 180 days in advance that it's going to be, um, that's the day they take the booking. So I had it marked on my work calendar and I had about five post-it notes stuck around my computer to remind me. So I was more than aware of when, you know, what day I should call up. So I basically that morning got up at about 6 a.m. and called up and they weren't open yet. They didn't open until eight o'clock. So actually, <laughs> I took that straight away at eight o'clock. I was calling, calling up and trying to get that appointment in there to make sure we got our dinner reservation. Senses and everything else was the same thing. You know, just calling from being at work and just trying doing it when I wasn't at home and not linking our Disney experience tickets to my home account. I created, I tried to create a whole new one with my work email because you know our Disney profiles are linked. So if I book a anything she'll see it so you know having to keep that separate was it was a little tricky but it wasn't all that it wasn't too difficult so it was it was definitely worth it and then I'm always curious about this part because I know that if my husband tried to pack for me did you pack her suitcase or did she know you guys were going away she just didn't know where you were going oh yeah I wouldn't dare no she knew we were going <laughs> <laughs> she knew we were going to Orlando for you know a couple of days so that part was easy. And I told her to dress for, um, there's, a, there's a nice restaurant in Daytona Beach called The Cellar. So I told her to dress like we were going to The Cellar. And then also, actually, my brother just got married in August. So I also told her to kind of dress like we did for his wedding. So she went out and picked a dress and I saw it and I was like, that's perfect. My brother getting married in August, actually, it was a more informal wedding. I left my suit over in England because we bought so many souvenirs that we didn't have enough room in the suitcase. Plus... I must have brought about a thousand tea bags of English chocolate back, back <laughs> over here with me. So, uh, so I actually had to go out, and she actually helped me pick out the uh, the jacket and pants and shirt and everything that I wore on the night because you know I told her what I was dressing for and everything. So she went ahead and picked everything for me because I wasn't too sure with the uh, Victorian Albert. You know, I wasn't sure if we should wear a tux for that or a jacket and tie or what. So I, you know, looked at a lot of blog boards and sites and stuff where people were talking about it and ended up calling the restaurant as well and asking them about it. So that worked out quite well. But yeah, it helps that we only live two hours from Disney because, you know, we we were well aware of what the weather would be like. So my wife was able to pack herself without me having to be involved in any of that. Great. That's cool. So then having successfully pulled all of this off and totally surprised your wife, do you have any tips or advice for any husband or wife who is interested in doing something similar for their spouse? Probably don't do it when your wife's pregnant. <laughs> uh, you know, the by the time, if you go to Victoria and Albert, don't do it when you're pregnant and don't eat for three weeks beforehand because it's so much food. You know, and I had the wine pairings and it's a lot of wine as well, which is good when it's it probably would have been better if it was both of us. I think for tips, really, is just pay attention to what your spouse is really in, like what your spouse likes. I mean, 
you know, when we spent our wedding night there, we did uh, for the birthing classes and stuff. They were um, they were asking, you know, pick somewhere that you feel totally relaxed. You know, try and remember some place you feel relaxed. And the place that my wife picked was the Grand Floridian. So for me, I mean, it was just flashing lights everywhere to say, you know, this. It's so obvious to anyone that knows my wife that this place is so special for her. So there was no doubt in my mind that we were going to go going to go there. I still, I think we're probably doing our fifth wedding anniversary. It won't be a surprise for her, but it'll still be very, very special. It helps as well that we have the Disney credit card, so we earn those Disney reward points. So I was able to use all of those pretty much to pay for like eighty percent of the hotel room. So yeah, yeah, because without that, it would have been um, it would have been a lot trickier. But really, I'd just say to anyone, just pay attention to the person, you know, to, to your spouse. I mean, I actually got an ex-co-worker when he was, um, this was back when I was single, um, but he was going to, he was coming into work at eight o'clock every morning, but he was going to the gym at six in the morning before I got to work. And I was just, I joked with him and I said, well, you're married. Why, you know, why are you doing this? I thought you're supposed to stop caring when you're married. And he looked at me and he says, when, when you're married, you try more than you do when you're dating. So that, that kind of, I guess that's probably the best way of like looking at it because it's like Christmas when people say that the best uh, is better to give than to receive. There's nothing more rewarding in my life than making my wife smile and making her happy. So that's my motivation. So if I find anything like that that makes her happy, then I'm going to do my damnedest to make it happen. Oh, that's wonderful. Awesome. Well, Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story. I think it's really instructive to anyone who's planning an anniversary, whether it's a surprise or just going to be a really special day. So I appreciate your taking the time. Oh, you're welcome. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs> 